Today's show is brought to you by our friends at Laurel and the Maryland Horse Breeders Association. It pays to race Maryland breads in Maryland. Right now at Laurel Park, Maryland breads racing in open overnight races receive a 15% owner bonus and a 15% developer bonus for finishing first, second, or third. In addition, Maryland breads in $45,000 maiden claiming races are eligible to waive the claiming price. There's no better time to breed and race in Maryland, and you can learn more about the advantages of breeding and owning Maryland breads at MarylandThoroughbred.com. Welcome to the In The Money Players Podcast. This is our annual degenerate gift-giving guide show. If you're watching on YouTube, you can catch the full version in audio over wherever you get your podcast. But we did want to pop up a video because there's some cool visuals you need to see to fully appreciate the first thing we're going to be talking about. And to talk about it with me, a man comes on here. The last time he was on these airwaves, he gave you a 58 to 1 shot. And as much great value as this club of his we're going to talk about is I'm, I'm not sure it has quite the EV of the, the 58 to one in the last that I know multiple listeners ended up cashing very big on. We'll ask him if he was one of them in a minute. Uh, I'm speaking of the man. I need, I've decided I'm going to go back to a moniker for him and I'm going to go back to the rock, but I'm going to use a different one than I used before. The coolest thing since the other side of the pillow, Jonathan Kinchin. What's up, JK? Uh, nothing much. It's, uh, hanging out. Um, it's, it's holiday time. So I'm going to get a Christmas tree when I get done here. That's what I've been told at least. And, yeah. uh, I, I typically try to do what I'm told unless it has to do with a stupid contest. Um, uh, I did have a great joke that I was going to lay on you if we had done any social media at the Breeders' Cup. And then we ended up being so busy and we honestly barely even saw each other, but I was going to say two day Breeders' Cup betting challenge, JK coming up. Are you going to stick it out for the whole thing? Are you going to leave and come back? Yeah, no, the, the BCBC, absolutely. I'll stay for that one because it actually matters. <laughs> oh, geez. Oh, geez. He's getting salty. But let's go, let's go back to last weekend and this horse um, who I'm, I'm going to have the, the, the terrible thing of not remembering the name. Do you remember the name of this beast? I can look it up real quick. Algonon or something like that? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, what's funny is, is you kind of helped me look smart there. I mean, I, I thought the race was the more likely winners of that race were uh, the other two. I, I can't remember their names sure. either, but there was two others in there that I thought were a little more likely. But, I, I you know, I, I made a case that, you know, that horse ran fast and, and set fast fractions. Um, and in turf sprints, you know, people who listen to this show or watch the, the Fox shows, they, I'm screaming at the top of my lungs all the time about, well, who's the best speed or who's going to get the kind of that outside stalking trip. Now this horse was drawn inside, but I, I've, always put speed in turf sprints um very high on the on the list of things that matter and in fact uh speaking of that contest uh, that irrelevant contest when i got two entries to the final table when, when i got two entries to the final table i'm feeling like whatever it's, it's long enough away it's now okay. I, can start it's okay. I uh when i got two entries to the final table there was a turf sprint at tampa where i just picked the speed of the speed who was a cat force um, that I used on both entries. And so I, from that point forward, it's always kind of stuck in my brain about that. And I felt like that horse was the speed of the speed. So um, to answer your question, no, I didn't, I didn't score at all. It was a hard sequence. I think I missed a couple of times. Oh, it was the, uh, the gate scraps that cost me uh, ultimately at the end of the day, the gate oh, scraps was frustrating. No good. The whole race changed. It's one of those things that yeah. it's just one of the perils of horizontal wagering. You just had no way of knowing in the end what that race was. was no, and, and to be like. fair, even with better technology and like an alternate selection situation or whatever, I, I still probably wasn't there. So um, I didn't like that Roddy Valenti horse. So, um, you know, you know, I'm, I'm glad some people scored. It's, 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 it's always, it always feels good when we have these shows and, and, and we can kind of point some people in, in some directions that help them uh, score out. Well, hopefully Roddy Valenti won't be crossing you off the holiday card list for not liking his horse, but we will proceed to talking about holiday gifts for the horse player in your life or for yourself. Uh, a topic we're going to have Jennifer Kelly on the audio version later. She's done a great job the last few years rounding us up with uh, books, movies, etc., cetera, uh, trinkets, all kinds of good stuff. But I don't think I've ever had you on the show or I haven't for a while. I did want to get a little bit of a sense of what your, uh, you know, do, do you have any go-to horse player 
type gifts that you either give to people or, or like to get yourself. And we'll leave out the JK collection and, and the, the club. We'll get to that. Yeah. We'll talk um, more generally first. You know, I mean, I've always been a huge fan of, of, of the books that I've read. Um, I've even had some good books given to me as gifts for Christmas. And, and in fact, this is a serious situation. I know we didn't plan this at all, but I was given the winning contest player that you wrote as a gift. I read it and that and wanting to, to beat Christian after watching horse players is why I started playing in contests. Um, and, and what, and, and, and talk about full circle. I am better at than, than Christian in contests. Cause I've, crossed out his best accomplishment and done more. And then I'm friends with you. So it's like, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't get any better than that. Extra um, salt on the pancakes today <laughs> up there. Yeah, this is amazing. This is amazing stuff. We're just, it's, well, you know, Festivus is an important holiday and clearly we've gotten to the airing of the grievances. No, I'm just, I'm being silly. I mean, I'm not, I'm being serious, but I'm being silly. <laughs> um, you know, so I think the books are always great. You know, I, it, it's a hard book to find and I haven't tried in a while, but you know, exotic betting by Steve Chris changed my life as a horse player. Um, I think it, it, it's it, more important than any other book I think I've ever written, read, uh, read in terms of, of, of understanding this game better. Um, Steve Davidowitz as a new player, he had so many really good ideas that, that I still carry today that are, I think probably second nature to, to, to people like us and our listeners who play a lot, you've already kind of figured some of this stuff out, but it's, it was very informative when I first got started. Um, obviously Mike Maloney's book that you, that you helped write. Um, I'm forgetting the title. What is the title of that one? Uh, Betting uh, with an Edge. Betting with an Edge, which was outstanding, obviously. And, and it had, uh, and I'm sure Pete, you have a couple of copies. You can probably reach out to you directly to, to get those. I could maybe find a box somewhere. We'll see. We're getting, we're getting low on stock on that one, but reach out. There's a contact page over it in the moneypodcast.com for any of the stuff that I've written, take a shot. I will, I was just in the storage space the other day and it is messy enough that it's, it's possible we could uh, pull a rabbit out of a hat or a book out of a box in this case, as far as that goes, but exotic betting, you know, it's a shame that that's so hard to find. And, and that one, I don't, I don't know if there's any, I don't think there's an e-version of at some point in our lives when we get a little bit down the road, I'd love to, do something a bit more serious with the in the money press concept and bring classic books like that back into print. The Davidowitz book, uh, Betting Thoroughbreds, you might, it might be one of the older versions. The most recent update that was a DRF press might be hard to find, but I would say look for that. And I'll tell you what, the buyer books, just go right back to the buyer books, especially the later ones when he, when Andy sort of evolved from speed figures of the, the one true thing that matters, you know, when the market sort of caught up to that idea, he put some really wonderful flourishes in a book like uh, The Winning Horse Player and Buyer on Speed and things that still resonate today. And even though you make the point about the Davidowitz book that a lot of these things are going to be second nature, that's true. But I'm always amazed when I go back and read one of those classic books, there's some fundamental idea that I've drifted off of in my day-to-day handicapping and it helps reground me. And I've had some of my best runs as a player after going back and reading books that you might've thought were like, you know, too um elementary for somebody who plays the horses as much as we do they still they still help and they still matter so i i love that idea you know we'll talk more about books later um in terms of more recent things that came out but i think that's a pretty good a pretty good overview um as, as far as that and the other thing i think is just like subscription-based things right and you know obviously you know i'm not even this is a i would whatever in the money plus is something you could obviously do that was a shameless yeah. plug but it's obviously yeah. something you like could a shameless give to friends. but i think the other things that you know i would love to get from a horse player friend or a horse player family member would be like a subscription to like national turf to get those those west coast uh clocker reports um or to get the the drf clocker report so you know you're locked and loaded for saratoga to have those which i think is probably a very important tool that you want to have or even Gulfstream for the for the winter meet they usually have the, the workout reports on drf and you know if you have someone who's doesn't have a formulator membership, maybe a, a three-year formulator membership or time form us for a couple of months. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of different things I think that you could, you could give that, you know, 
are fun Those to are great ideas if you're somebody who attends the races live another fairly obvious one i'll go old school here but having a good pair of binoculars at saratoga when i was watching races live again for the first time in many many years that's always something to to think about as well it makes a real difference in your understanding of the race and people will think we planned this and i swear we didn't and i'm glad i might have forgotten to even mention this but in the money plus is a good call because i think what we're going to do is we are going to increase the price we've had a lot of feedback that people are like we, we people paying customers are telling us we're not charging enough. So I do think we're going to up the price for 2023, but we're still going to do that thing where if you get in now, we will grandfather you for forever. So you can still get the, the 15 a month, 150 for as long as you want it. If you, uh, if you jump in now, so that's not a bad idea at all. We'll have some more details on that, but it's a good time to sign up for in the money slash plus. And for folks who don't know what that is, we give little digests of all the picks extra content you know we had an extra show for thanksgiving day with uh, with uh, frank mcgoey and and scott shapiro which was a lot of fun covering that racing and then around the big events that's i think where it pays the most dividends where you've got uh kentucky derby extra content breeders cup extra content including this year a roadmap to win the breeders cup betting challenge with drew coatney's pick so there, there's there's some fun stuff going on and we just love and obviously you know we, we we love the support and what it enables us to do is just like pay more contributors and, and, you know, do, um, do a lot more content that we couldn't, you know, afford to do essentially. So anyway, they're the end of, end of shameless plug. Um, anything else in this realm, JK, uh, holiday gift wise, or should we get down to, uh, to, to what we really came here to shamelessly plug? Yeah, yeah let's do it. <laughs> All right. Well, you have had this, we have had a collaboration with old smoke and there are still a few of our just in the money t-shirts available which you can find at in the money slash old smoke. But you guys have taken it to another level. The JK collection debuted a couple of years ago. That's the original shirt you're wearing. I've got on one of the, uh, one of the, one of the, one of my favorites, absolutely the rose that you have a few different Derby themed shirts. And uh, there's another one I might like even more than this, but I, but I love this, uh, the, this roses shirt. You've been releasing shirts regularly and now you have an idea for people, you know, a few of them, they've sold out quickly. You miss your opportunity um, I like this idea for somebody who's really into this style, as am I. Yeah, you know, I've never really, like, gone into a lot of detail about kind of the project and what, what we do and what we've done and what we're doing. But, you know, this is an idea that, that Kurt, um, the, one of the managing partners at Old Smoke, has kind of always had as this kind of, like, club, this like, exclusive opportunity to get these shirts that not everyone else has. And, and I'm a huge fan of just, like, I, don't, I like being the guy – at the place that only is the only one with the shirt on. And like, everyone's like, where'd you get that from? And so we came up with this idea to do a, uh, a club where uh, in, in fact, through today, and, and we might even extend it a couple more days. It's, it's normally going to be $300. We're going to run it all the way until the end of the year. So it'll be closed on January 1st. It's 250 today, but it's 300 uh, probably later in the week. But what you're doing here is you are committing to four shirts. You're going to get four shirts that are going to be released throughout the year. No one else can get those shirts. You have to be a club member to get that shirt. So no one will be able to jump on the website and just buy that one shirt that comes out. The first shirt, we wanted to give someone, you know, give people a little bit of an idea. The first shirt that comes out, I'm going to do this a little bit old school, is going to be this one, which is, it's the triple crown shirt. So it's got all 13. Oh, I took JK, I messed you up there. I, I removed I was trying to make you full screen. Now, now people can see. So it. it's it's all three triple crown uh, silks, all 13, excuse me, on crowns. Awesome. So you see American Pharaohs in there, Justify, Seattle. So see, you know, they're all in there. Um, and so that'll be the first shirt that comes out. Some of the other ideas that we've been tossing around is, is kind of a, a, maybe a special edition, like Saratoga shirt with the canoe um, highlighting some Travers winners. Um, we've, cool. we've, we've got a, uh, a shirt that we, we really wanted to do for a long time, which is like a, uh, uh, it's got the Derby winners silks incorporated in it. All the Derby winners since like 73, I think we went back, um, a, a real hush hush one we've been working on for a very long time, um, uh, that whatever, no one's gonna, if you try you to told do me you aren't supposed to talk about this, but I'm excited that you're going to, I got to say, we really want to get done, but we're, we're trying to work through some, some red tape, but since it's a club membership, we think we might be able to work around it is a shirt that has a lot to do with past performances. We're working on that. Um, 
and, and you know, you know, maybe a, you know, some kind of special. We we've got a really nice conversation with Keelan to do some Keelan stuff. Um, we have a Santa Anita shirt coming out that's not going to be in the club. That is amazing. It it looks like the gates. It, you know, the, the yellow Santa Anita gate. It's amazing. That'll be the Santa Anita is going to have. Uh, we got a Pegasus shirt coming out. The Pegasus is going to have. But anyway, I'm just I'm I'm going off off script here. But we got a bunch of cool stuff, and and you also get 25% off of any of the other JK club shirts uh if you're if you're or, or shirts in general jk collection if you're uh, a member so we've uh we've got a lot of fun stuff that we're going to be doing uh throughout the year so it, it should be good easiest way to find it we made a pretty link on our site in the money slash jk club that'll take you right to the page i was uh, demoing there before and you can sign up right from there i think it's a great idea you know i'm a huge as Folks can tell from how often I wear them. I'm a big fan of the big fan of the shirts. Not involved in these in a business sense, just purely as a as a fan of the the co-creator and the brand itself. So I, I I'm hoping folks will take advantage of this good opportunity. Let's just chat for a few more minutes, J.K. Since we can, I, ha- I have a couple of notes here. One is to just ask you about where your horse playing is going to take you the rest of the year. Are you are you in, a, in are you in a lull? I know, I know we have the last really big Naira weekend coming up we're going to have steve christ who you mentioned before on with me late week to talk about those big races i I assume you'll be getting involved there what about the rest of the year yeah i'm really excited about uh a horse and cigar mile so i I think there'll be a a significant look at doing something on on cigar mile day it's always such a fun day uh naira starts to kind of wind down their 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 kind of fall meet and, and roll right into the into the winter um I'm excited about Zandon. You know, he, he's the type of horse that he always showed how much talent he had. And he's just never really seen his races through at these longer distances, the mile and an eighth, the mile and a quarter. He always ranges, looks like he's going to be dangerous, and then just kind of flattens out a little bit. And he reminds me of a horse um, like Frosted, right? Where, where Frosted was that horse who was always ranging ranged in the derby i remember travis stone famously saying frosted heating up uh and he did it in all of his races throughout his career and then once he found that one turn mile in the met mile he was gone and he had one of the most devastating performances of his career the most devastating of his career one of the most devastating we've seen in the met mile and i'm hoping you know that zandon can kind of do something similar to that with that change in distance that cutback so uh, i'm going to try to build a lot around him uh come saturday and um and, you know, and, and as far as that, you know, my favorite, one of my favorite days uh, in racing is the day after Christmas. And from what I understand, it's gotten a little bit better. It's opening day at Santa Anita. It's also going to be opening day of the championship meet at, uh, at Gulfstream. So they're going to both be running that day. So you don't have to wait until uh, you're on the East Coast until three o'clock to get started. You'll have some action earlier in the day. So, you know, those are kind of the two big highlights to kind of wrap up the year. Those are two of some of my, some of my favorite days. Um, and then we'll roll right in. Next thing you know, it'll be Pegasus and, and, uh, and we'll be rolling right into the, right into the Derby preps. It's going to be interesting to see these, these races at, uh, at, at Naira this weekend. There's only a few probable for the Demoiselle tribal queen, Julia shining and foggy night listed on the, the horse racing nation probables by, uh, our in the money adjacent, uh, friend rogue clown, AKA Rowan Ward, uh, for the Remsen right now. The ones listed as probable Tuskegee Airmen, quick to accuse, prove right, midnight trouble, WNL, and Arctic arrogance. And then the race that JK seems to have the most interest in from this far out, the Cigar Mile, looking right now at Get Her Number, Zandon, White Abario, Obesos, Mind Control, Double Crown, and Baby Yoda. Does seem to me, hearing that list of probables, JK, I'm going to take a, a guess that your confidence in Zandon went up. Not Nothing against the rest of that field, but Zandon has the potential to be a bit of a standout in there for you? Yeah, I mean, Baby Yoda had a couple of good races this year, but has also had a couple of clunkers. So uh, I'll, I'll bet that, Zand, you know, that Baby Yoda will kind of clunk again and having a real horse like Zandon chasing him, even if he does kind of show up a little bit. Uh, I, I think Zandon is, is sitting on a big opportunity uh, to cut back here. Um, and it's, it, it's a conversation that, that I know Chad's been thinking about for a while now. And, and you know, he – feels like that's an opportunity that it could work out. Uh, I, I kind of tend to agree. I'm with you on Boxing Day, December 26th. That's going to be a lot of fun. We'll, we'll you know, I'm sure going to have a ton of coverage. That was actually the first show. I'm pretty sure the first show we ever did on the In the Money Media Network 
what while we're well, well there's some more grievances after, after being informed you know uh, two days before christmas that the deal we'd, we'd been negotiating for six months wasn't going to happen by our, by our by the old employer we decided not to waste any time and just jump right in with a new show um you know on christmas eve previewing that santa anita opening day i'm sure we'll be doing that again Gulfstream has good racing then there's also a really good card at laurel and we've been having fun doing more with laurel and uh, they're going to be they're going to be covered for us this weekend and also uh, for their card on the 26th. So, yeah, it's really it's a, a, a great day of racing and yeah, maybe a couple of little lull weeks. But you know what? We'll have a bunch of other content here on the network as well. Hopefully I mentioned Rowan before. Hopefully they'll be wanting to do another Christmas quiz episode. That was so much fun last year. And then uh, we'll, we'll we'll come up with some other year in review stuff. I'll probably I'll save any year in review material JK with the hopes that we're going to have you on one more time before it's all before it's all said and done is that reasonable absolutely I, I kind of told that story the other day. I, I didn't tell you on on uh beach boss the other day I was with with uh Billy and Michelle from owner's box and and Billy was like well how did you guys even start the network and I said I don't yeah. we've kind of hinted at it we never really fully told the story but it's like I remember where I was I was hanging out in this like uh private like study room at this new beautiful Austin library and you called me and you were like and and it, you've you've hinted at it before so I don't mind sharing it you're like man I, I think that DRF's not gonna they're not gonna renew my deal and I, and I think you know whatever and I was like damn really and <laughs> and I was like well I still I'm still on a deal until like the in middle of next year so I emailed them being like hey guys can I like can you like let me out of my deal and they were like, sure, no problem. And I was like, cool. And then like the next day we started, uh, the next day they we started did, uh, the podcast. They did right by us with that. And they did right by us because they let us announce the new show on the last episode of the old show. They didn't have to do either of those things. So my, and the person who is the only person who I would harbor any bitterness against is long gone from there. So nothing but good feelings. And the only I, other person that I would harbor any bitterness for at DRF was long gone way before that. I think long time <laughs> listeners may know who you're referring to. Every grievance aired on this oh, show. Um, <laughs> while we're getting into nonsense, have you taken Austin to see Wakanda forever yet? Yes, we did. We went and saw it uh, at Alamo Draft House, my favorite movie theater in the world. It started in Austin. There is some in, in the city now. Yeah, I get, we go all the time here. Yeah, so we, we, we went and hit Alamo, and uh, it was fun. Yeah, we had a good time. It was a good movie. Yeah, it was very, very entertaining. Hard to match the the heights of the first, but I thought, especially under the circumstances they had, they, they dealt with uh, Mr. Bozeman's passing very, very well, and and it was an entertaining movie. Another, another good addition to that universe. For more additions to the In the Money universe, check the YouTube channel, rate, review, and subscribe for us. We appreciate that. Let us know in the comments on YouTube too, your favorite uh, quote unquote degenerate. And of course we use that term with love holiday gift. We'd love to hear from you over there. And uh, for much more than that, wherever you get your podcasts in the money media, in the money podcast.com, et cetera. JK, we will, we'll get you on one more time in December. I swear, but it's been uh, super fun working with you on this show and all year long. Keep finding those 50 to one shots. Oh, you try <laughs> up on the show very pleased to welcome back a guest who's been with us on the last several of these degenerate gift giving guides she is an author she is a historian she's a racing fan she's jennifer kelly jennifer what's going on good morning everybody how are you pete how is everybody out there in your listener land everyone seems good we've gotten a lot of positive feedback we've given out some winners lately so that that helps the the mood of the of the assembled uh, listening and 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 viewing crowd um but we're very happy to have you on because it's time it's it's uh, we record this on cyber monday there's all kinds of deals going on out there i've gotten three different relatives today asking me what i want for christmas so this is just the perfect day to to do this where shall we begin this year Oh, I always begin with books just yes, because books are easy and books are a guaranteed winner for any racing fan. So if you're looking for a winner, I and you're trying to fill out your wish list yep. for your well, let me know. What, what have I missed? We t- we did we did a little bit of a look back at some of the more, you know, hardcore gambling oriented books, but JK and I it was mostly classics. It was nothing new. They really with so many podcasts out there about horse racing gambling, it doesn't seem like anybody's writing uh, too many books in the, in that realm. But when it comes to the history of the sport, I mean, it feels to me like there's this 
not as many as ever, but it hasn't been the kind of downturn that you might expect. No, we've had a pretty healthy a number of books. I think when uh, Seabiscuit came out in 2000, early 2000s, that really kicked off a new generation of author willing to attack, you know, any historical topic with horse racing and do it well and do it with a lot of um thought about how they were presenting the material and and making sure the sources were ones that people could look back at and 2022 has given us a couple of titles like that which are fantastic additions to your library so if you're trying to find something new that you want to bring into your library for the new for this new year and then maybe to read over and over again after that i've got a couple ideas love it well where do you want to begin well, the one that I want to begin with is, <laughs> I've read this book. I have to admit, I am a little biased because I read the book in more than one iteration. It's the Land of Lucy book by Mary Perdue. Um, formerly titled Land of Lucy, the story of Seattle Slew's first champion. It was published by my publisher, the University Press of Kentucky. And it is a fantastic book. It is a look at not just the short, very short career of Land of Lucy herself, but also the start of Seattle Slew's uh, stud career, because he was not guaranteed to immediately make an impact. So this covers that as well. And it was, it's just, Mary is such a wonderful storyteller that I, I can't help but gush about this book. Was that, it was a little bit of a different attitude back in the day. Well, I mean, it's still, you'll still see it today with a, with a horse, you know, like a, like a California Chrome or whatever. You'll, you'll see the more modestly bred horses don't get, they don't get the same opportunity just based on what's happened on the racetrack. Was that part of what you were saying about, about slew given his bloodlines? Well, it's that. And also, um, you know, Secretariat had kind of a, a rough start to his career as well, his stud career. Like, you know, it took Slew a while to gain traction in terms of being a stallion that people went to over and over again. The bloodlines were not immediate, you know, standout ones, but obviously his racing career made him one of those horses. But then he was kind of a shy breeder. There were some quirks they had to work out with him. So that was part of it. He was standing alongside J.O. Tobin, ironically, at Spendthrift. And so there's that element of, you know, trying to attract. And this is a limited book of mares, too. We're talking a third of what or a quarter of what a horse might cover now he only covered you know fewer than 50 mares i think that first season and so landa lucy comes from that crop of horses that you know got him started and then of course later you get ap indy and other standouts right Very. So, it sounds like a pretty cool a pretty cool story for people interested in uh, 70s racing and the breeding biz in in general for sure and it comes personally recommended from you which counts yes. for something. Where where else where do you want to go on the list next? Also and I I I I have all these books on this list. I have not read all of them, but I've heard of them and tried to do my research on them. Um so there's a book called Horse by Geraldine Brooks, who is a Pulitzer Prize winner. Yep. It's a fictional um, exploration of the stallion Lexington, who is one of the foundational styers for American horse racing. So I, ha I have the book. It was gifted to me. I haven't finished reading it yet, but everyone who reads it. I've yeah, had it recommended as well in several, in several quarters. So yeah, that's. Uh, so that was one and it's fiction, which is a slightly different tact for most people. Um, there's a book now in 2019, my publisher put out a book on spectacular bid by Peter Lee. And then uh, now this year in 2022, there's another book on spectacular bid called the fast ride by Jack Gilden, which is um, a look at. Bud Delp, Ronnie Franklin, and the people behind Spectacular Bid. And so that one, I've heard some buzz about if people want to check it out and see, you know, what it adds to the pantheon of material about Spectacular Bid. And then uh, let's see what else. <laughs> and then Frankie DeTore put out a book um, in January, which is his autobiography. And I thought, 
you know, I, I need to put this on my list and try to get someone to buy it for me because it's Frankie Dettori. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So it, it came out like right after the new year. So I don't, I haven't seen as much buzz about it since then, but it's, you know, it's Frankie Dettori. You can't help but want to. It wanna... should be in the collection. It should definitely be in the collection. Definitely. I read the one, the one from whatever it was, gosh, I was going to say 15 years ago now, but you might want to take the over on that. Certainly a <laughs> lot of stories to fill in in the intervening years for, for, for frankie yeah because he survived a plane crash and you know he's added all this success he you know was synonymous to stradivarius i mean he's just he's had such a very interesting life even since that first you know book so that was that was one i had to put on there and then another one which i'm excited to read is called my old kentucky home by emily bingham but what it does is it explores the context and the background of the song my old kentucky home oh interesting and what it means to you know american culture as a whole and then gets into the nuances of the context behind the the book the song and then how it's evolved over the years and it's you know definitely wrestles with the cons the where the song belongs within the current cultural context that we live in yeah i'm almost surprised somebody went there just because you know it's such potentially wading into uh some third rail topics there when it, yeah. when it comes to the history of the song is it where does it seem to land on the politics or do you have to kind of read the book i think you just kind of have to read the book it's um it's one that's been on my list for a while and she definitely tries to wrestle with, you know, where the book belongs within our modern context, which is a completely different um, Milia than when the song was initially, you know, made a part of the Derby day festivities. And right. it's the same, you know, wrestling that Maryland's had with playing Maryland, my Maryland before the Preakness, which sure. they've opted to no longer do. So it's that sort of discussion. And I, I look forward to, you know, picking it up and reading it, but it's been, um, it <laughs> might be the winner. That might be the winner for me. I, I just, I think it's a very interesting, um, it's a very interesting topic for sure. And one that, precisely because it's i feel like it's so sensitive it can be underexplored in certain areas of the culture and a book is actually the perfect way to to do it where you can, you can just go deeper in that type of storytelling than you can in a visual or audio medium don't you think for sure and one of the nice things about books is that you can use source material external to yourself and to your own experience to gauge you know what is behind all of this where the intent was initially where the evolution has come over time and then it's meaning in each milestone so you know how people would have regarded it in the first part of the 20th century versus later versus now into the 21st century and then you know what even the average american would think of when they think of the that song and they sing it before the derby and it's like what sort of emotions are you trying to elicit you know and what does it say about us you know in terms of horse racing tradition that you know we've cleaved so tightly to this song for so long it's like has it you know moved beyond its initial meaning I think it's fascinating it's going I'm, I'm right now putting it on the there's a couple of British books that I, you know, recently found that I'm actually eager to get <laughs> that I was like, this should be interesting. One's called A Day at the Races by Peter May, and it has 128 short stories that cover 500 years of horse racing history Cool. from King Henry VIII to Frankel. And so it's just all these vignettes which i find it just utterly fascinates me to to read about you know and i think it's not just british racing history i think he's trying to do um touch on american and australian too so i'm eager to pick that one up and then there's another one called ashford's ashforth's curiosities of horse racing which is organized by category and designed for readers to read in any order, which collects shorts from around the world, including things like preserving Farlap after his untimely death. 
crazy to the story of racing the wrong horse in you know pre like chip era like how these two how this trainer and owner conflated two horses and accidentally ran the wrong horse well that's you know the great chinzano story there the, the blueprint for many a crime um story that that actual hustle that they did with those uruguayan horses back in yes. i think it was the 70s this is an accidental version of that i i assume so i i read a little like excert from it and it just it what happened the- it happened within the last few years in in ireland that insane story of mother earth being confused i forget the who it was like top level race that they they horses Aiden o'brien yeah it was, was an it? O'Brien, yeah it was a couple of Aiden o'brien horses it's, and it's, it was this one is by david ashforth and both of these are british books but i assume they're you know i we can pick them up from amazon here in the u.s i don't see any problem with them but it was like i need i need to read these because i love learning about british racing history and so i'm always eager to pick up anything like that that i can yeah. learn a little bit more about they sound it sounds like a, a very good array anything else on the book front before we move on to some of okay. the other uh, areas we might want to cover today okay so <laughs> there's like i i have a holiday book guide coming from america's best racing so you can find this at america's best racing hopefully very soon but the last one i wanted to bring up is one that's actually near and dear to my heart which is betting on horse racing for dummies oh cool <laughs> so rich ang you yeah, know wrote the original. i'm sorry rich is great i've had the pleasure of working with him covering uh the nhc out in vegas several years a nice knowledgeable guy is he involved in the in the reboot of it or was it yeah, did, did they find yeah he else? did a revision he updated great. the book for 2022 and beyond so it was originally great. released in 2005 and in the intervening decade and a half uh, so much has changed oh my god in wagering and so rich um and his publisher they updated the book for 2022 and beyond you know anticipating the the addition of so many technological advances for wagering and other and other new um sources of information so i really look forward to this because as much as i have been a racing fan for many years and as many times i've been to the racetrack i always feel like i don't know as much as i could know or should know and so this is a nice place to kind of start if you feel like you're you know, you want to learn more, but you need it to start at, you know, a level where you need, you need to have the building blocks before you get into something more higher end and complex. I was saying in the previous segment with Jonathan, when talking about reading some of the basic books that are out there, whether it's uh, Steve Davidowitz or Tom Ainsley or, or whomever, that even for an experienced player, getting sort of a regrounding in the basics can be a really useful thing. I'm sure that's true of, of Rich's book. And just having spent time with him and knowing how sharp he is, I, I would doubt very much that I, I, I can guarantee that I would learn something reading through there. So I, I love that idea. And then, of course, you know, as a uh, racing degenerates, uh, <laughs> We, we have people in our lives who maybe want to learn more. And now maybe this is a resource we can we can send them to as well. I, I have lent my own copy out to people before. <laughs> so I, I'm not going to lie. It's a nice thing to have on hand if you want to you know, impart that to someone who wants to go to the races and wants to maximize their day at the races. But, you know, you feel like you might not be able to encompass the whole experience for them beforehand. You can say, here's a book, you know, flip through it and find some little tidbits of information to take in before you go so that you feel like, you're savvy in some ways to what you're going to do yeah, when you're betting. Appreciate the experience a little more. And I'll tell you what, you know, December's a little quiet around here. Maybe fun to have Rich on. He'd be a great guest anyway. I mean, the, and the real thing I'd want to explore with him is the differences. You know, what are the biggest changes in terms of technology, et cetera? And just the overall, for me, one of the things is just how, how much tougher these markets seem to get every year. But mm-hmm. ask him how he frames the differences between the 2005 version and the 2022 version. Look, look for that on a podcast near you sometime soon. Well, that's, that's good stuff. I have an area. We didn't prep. We're just having a free-flowing conversation. Yeah. But I have an area I want to mention that okay. I think is a fun gift-giving opportunity for the horse player in your life. There's an array of board games and other Ooh. racing games. And one 
I learned about, I actually invited them to come on the show, but somebody else must be manning the Facebook account or something. But it, it was just wildly in-depth and fun. It's called Turf Legends. It's Australian-based, but it allows you to approach the game from a number of different ways. It's endorsed by Chris Waller, and it's just turf-legends.com. And then if you're looking for something a little more, I mean, this is one that like actually attempts to recreate the sport. You can go down all these different paths and, you know, you could be on the breeding side. You could be on the bookmaking side. You could be on the racing and owning side. Uh, it's really fun and, and cool. I haven't spent enough time with it. I, I am envisioning, you know, uh, it, it, it as a tool to get uh, my nine-year-old daughter, a parent that much more interested in horse racing eventually. But there's also, you know, just a number of, fun sort of old timey more basic games that involve uh dice and cards and betting that we've been known to break out uh, um at a saratoga party on a saturday night when uh you know the wine is flowing so there's uh but that was just an idea that i think maybe wouldn't be at the top of everybody's mind to get the horse player in their life or to ask for um, that's brilliant you, you have any of that on your shelves i well, I do, but I have to go look. <laughs> None that you can recommend. No, None that you can wholeheartedly recommend. No, we have four six-foot bookshelves full of board games. Oh, wow. Of all Of all ilks. And my husband and I have played the wagering games, but the wagering games don't get brought out as often now because normally someone is better at it than others. <laughs> Are you are you perhaps hinting that you, a, a Jeopardy uh, contestant, are not that much fun to play board games with because you always win? Is that where you're going with this? Not those kinds of board games. Um, if my family stopped playing trivia games with me when I was in middle school, <laughs> and I think the last time we played one of the board games that we have, which I'm going to be remiss in not remembering which one it is because we have like at least a dozen horse racing games. Um, I think I had better than a hundred thousand dollars in my bank by the end of it. And everyone else was like, you know, flight, I was flight line and everybody else <laughs> was the rest of the field and, you know, the Pacific classic. So I, we haven't played that one since oddly enough you know you know the answer to this as a horse racing person you just got to put enough weight on your back to bring you back to the field there's got to be a handicap in terms of of you know what you need to do versus the rest of the field and then you'd be fine i can't believe you haven't thought of this you know i i have been defeated enough times by my husband at other games <laughs> that um i'm good <laughs> <laughs> We may have to crack one, you know, a couple of games out during the holiday break, but <laughs> a more obvious thing I think is um, art, art stuff. You know, everybody yes. having pictures of one's favorite horses or, you know, I had somebody recently asking me, um, Drew Cotney about various, mm. you know, wanting that Malathot win picture from the Breeders' <laughs> Cup. And, you know, I had given the advice about just contacting track photographers. But yes. obviously there are people who do this for a living. Yes. Who would you recommend? Like if, if, if I were asking you for an equine artist to represent oh. one of, you know, one of our listeners' favorite racehorses, where would you send them? Art or photography? Uh, well, let's do both. Let's start. I was thinking of photography initially, so we'll start there. Well, I have my, my yearly gift guide, and I do my best on my yearly gift guide to collect as many artisans, both in photography and in art, to um, you know offer up as potential locations for gifts. And so, you know, when it comes to photography, um, there is the Breeders' Cup photography page um, service and you can buy photographs from Breeders Cup. Co Cody photography who does a lot of um, the Churchill. photography for you know different racetracks around the country like Oaklawn and Churchill and Keeneland they have their own websites and then for the New York area and especially for classic New York races the Colleyanazes Bob and Adam Colleyanazy have their own um, website that I've bought stuff from them before. And I absolutely love them because they just have such great high quality work. That reminds me, I need to, I need to reach out to, to the Colognese's and get the, the looms boldly win picture from the other day. I haven't done that yet. Yes. And then the Tony Leonard collection is 
a little pricey some pieces but i mean you cannot beat the classic tony leonard you know artwork anything from portraits of secretariat to seattle slew one of my favorites that he's had in the past is the picture of leslie combs with um oh nashua and another horse and they're all doing like karate poses or something <laughs> and then <laughs> horses yeah it's like they're both kicking or rearing or something and then he's in there and it's just i love the tony leonard collection there's so many pieces in there that i want to own and i'm i'm a sucker for this stuff which is why i don't have any space left in my office for any more artwork <laughs> what about in terms of uh, of uh the the the, the prints the art paintings etc what, where, where, what are your go-to's there um my go-to's well okay so i'm <laughs> I have more than one Greg Montgomery poster sure, and I have to, and I have a third one at least on my wish list for this year. So my husband has been charged with, Hey, I need this one. And which is fun because they're oddly sized. So you have to have them custom framed, but Greg Montgomery's Travers posters are always yeah. a good pick for anyone who's a fan. I've got the Arrogate poster in my office. I absolutely love that one. I got the Tis the Law uh, poster framed. I mean, he's got posters and they're all, you know, reasonably priced around $50 or so dating back to into the nineties, I think even the eighties. So you can't beat Greg Montgomery. Yeah, That's a great shout. Really great, you know, artwork, especially for those who are fans of Saratoga and the Travers. Um, Bob Clark is a friend of mine. He's a fantastic artist. He's done portraits of authentic Whitmore, American Pharaoh, Barbaro. And so his website, you can get, you know, lithographs of his portraits of many of the last two decades worth of stars. I'm sure he's going to be adding more of the recent, more recent horses to his repertoire soon. I think he painted Flightline recently, but I don't know if that's available quite yet. He's got a wonderful portrait of Swiss Skydiver that I absolutely love. And then in terms of, there's so many artists that it's just hard to like pick out one or two of them. <laughs> no, it, there, there's so many good ways to go. So many good, good things to do. And I have, you know, I've had the privilege of, of buying artwork from people. And so that's why I try to put it on, on my, uh, my gift guide every year. And, you know, Grace Clark, who's a photographer for, you know, different social media accounts has had some beautiful photos, which actually made it on my mantle, which is how much I love her stuff. And then that's super cool. I just, there's so many, it's hard to, I know that visit horse country is, has their shop and they've got some really neat photography in there from their different uh, horse farms that they're contracted with you know, Jessica Leonard and Leslie Bauman have some beautiful pieces in their shop. So it's just a matter of what your price points are and what exactly it is you're looking for. I think that's a good description. Here's an idea that wouldn't be for everybody, but is worth mentioning, I think, to be able to do um, framing. Like a lot of us, speaking, you know, very specifically of myself, but I'm sure you're like this too, have some other beautiful images, old wind pictures, whatever it is that aren't mm -hmm. framed. The idea of getting like a gift certificate at a professional fr framing store, you know, we just mm -hmm. had one open up across the, the street from us here in, uh, in Brooklyn. And I might, I might add that to my list. Like get me, you know, maybe a hundred dollars in, in framing gift certificate stuff so I can take some of this cool stuff I have and, and present it in a cool way. Cause a lot of times, especially when it's, you know, you've got a ticket stub and a $2 win ticket on flight line and an image you want, you know, the ability to, uh, the ability to, to do that is, uh, you don't, you just don't think of it. You don't get to it. So it's in a way it's a perfect gift. I think it is absolutely a perfect gift. Cause that was what I did one year for Christmas was I handed my husband, my irrigate poster from tra the Travers, like frame this. I want this in my office. And then lo and behold, Christmas morning, I wrapped unwrapped this huge gift and it was framed beautifully with like a mat and, it's just, it's so nice to have someone take that off your plate. 
So if you have someone you know need you know wants to have some piece framed or put in a shadow box or whatever, it's an amazing gift idea because I, I mean I have unframed artwork you know sitting around my office right now because I either couldn't find the right mat for it or you know it's an oddly sized piece and it needs to be custom framed. Michael's you know, any local framing shop is going to do a fantastic job. I went to Bobby Shiflet and Frames on Main in Paris. So if you're in Kentucky, um, Frames on Main in Paris is a fantastic shop for that. He'll, he does a very good job with his stuff. And he's got a lot of great artwork in there that you'll want to go home with anyway. So, uh, <laughs> well, I, I mean, that's perfect. That's like a double, a double win, I think, uh, when it, when it comes to that. What about um, what about other things? We, we, I'm sure you had some other. You've, you've given us some great ideas in the past. You know, sort of off the beaten path of Christmas ornaments, etc. Yes. What else is on the list for this year to talk about? So you know me, I have to tout my friend Amy yep. and her her horse racing gifts business that she has. So it's Amy's Horse Racing Gifts on Facebook. It's the first link in my gift guide. Is Amy Martinez? A M I E. And Amy has half of my Christmas tree right now. <laughs> Ridiculous how much stuff is on my tree from Amy. She has created all 13 Triple Crown winners silks for me on, I have Irrigate, I have Seabiscuit, I have a, you know, wreath that she made for me. I have a license plate for the front of my car. I mean, I've got, she even made me a little, um, case for my earbuds that has sir martin silks on it <laughs> i mean she does everything and if you if you get to her now you know we're late november early december if you get to her now you you know guarantee that you'll get it before the holiday does not matter the horse does not matter the silks she will do her high-minded best to get you something fantastic a you know coffee mug a t-shirt she has really cool t-shirts right now that have a mile and a quarter a mile and three sixteenths and a mile and a half on the front so basically you can walk around with the distances for the triple crown races if I you wanted that. i've got a shirt that's got sir barton's blaze and that's, silhouette on cool. the back that's very cool so she's done pretty much everything for me and she's so good at it it's just insane and i always tout her she's always my first choice when it comes to gifts for other horsey people especially for people who are fans of horses that are not readily available in terms of merchandise right she's fantastic for that so if you have an off-track thoroughbred and you want something to commemorate your horse she will work with you on coming up with an idea for that um she's just I just love her. I met her at Breeders' Cup finally for the first time in person after, you know, knowing each other for a half dozen years. And I was just so gratified to know that she's so enthusiastic about the sport that she's willing to make this a business. Yeah, that's that's super cool. What's the best way to find her stuff and to reach out? I'm sure she's on Facebook. That's the only thing she'll do. She's not on Etsy. She's on Facebook. It's Amy's Horse Racing Gifts on Facebook. All right. Well, hopefully enough folks are on there to be able to reach out and uh, and, and, and get some business because that's really cool. It is. And if anyone you know is unsure about how to find her, they can always message me and I'll be happy to connect you. I have no problem sharing my prolific list of suggestions. For <laughs> What's the best way for people to get you? Oh, well, I'm on Twitter at the Sir Barton and at Foxes of Bel Air in anticipation of the new book coming out. We'll have to get an update on that and uh, for sure before we get out of here. But I don't want to cut you short if you had any other no. things you wanted to plug today or talk about. I'm always a fan of Old Smoke, which I'm sure you covered with JK already. We did, but we didn't talk that much about the general line of stuff. We talked more about his specific stuff. You know, we have our In the Money t-shirts over there. There's a few of those left. But every time I go on there, I see something I want. I do too. And it's, I had to stop going to the site because I kept finding more shirts that I wanted. Um, <laughs> We've got a promo code for you too. Money Ooh, is good. our promo code for them. That'll get your free shipping. So if you go nice. to oldsmokeclothing.com, you can find our stuff specifically. I gave this earlier in the show, but we'll repeat it in the yeah. moneypodcast.com slash oldsmoke. 
use that promo code money. But I would just go on there and, and look at look at the whole collection as well because they you know they do a lot of cool like limited stuff and then when it's gone it's gone. So yes, get on I... there and find something you want and uh, it's a yeah I, that actually would be a good idea for some of the relatives and I, and I've gotten three more messages since I came on the air. People asking me what I want for for the holidays. <laughs> so I, I may send them to Old Smoke and give them that promo code. You know, there's there's nothing wrong with that. I I would love a good T-shirt. I probably have a good twelve to fifteen of their shirts in my wardrobe right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. That's well represented. So you know, I can't resist that. And then try to think if there's anything else. Now, you know, I have to put in a, a real quick plug. There are I am you know I have a book coming out in uh, May. And I'm not the only person who's got a book coming out. So if you want to pre-order any of the books that, you know, from me or from Mark Schrager or anybody else, we all have books coming out in around May, but we have other titles available and you can print like my publisher is currently running a Cyber Monday special for books. So, you know, pre-orders are always a good thing because then you know you'll get the book when it comes out. Yeah, give the URL for that. Um, for me, it's the KentuckyPress.com. Right. Um, I've got my book guide on FoxesOfBelAir.com that you can go to, and I also have links to the Tony Ryan Book Award finalists for 2022, so you can pick up those books if you haven't had a chance to read them yet, including Annette Dashafi's um, Death by Equine, which won the Book Award this year. Very cool. I dream of winning that award someday. How cool would that be? Oh, I would, I would dream of that out quite often. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got a shot coming up in, uh, coming up in May. It seems like the book that won the award last year. What's the, what's the topic of that? It's, it's a, a mystery. It's called death by equine. Oh, okay, cool. We like I haven't it. read it yet, but it's on my list. I have, I haven't read anything this year because I've been writing a book. <laughs> right. I don't believe me. I know how it goes. So I'm a little behind. <laughs> yeah. But that's cool. Rich tradition of mysteries and horse racing of course. You know, people think of Dick Francis. I always throw my, my man, my friend, my mentor, uh, William Murray, who wrote mm. so many great old racetrack mysteries. And I bet you could find those if you digging around at your, uh, local used bookstore or wherever you look for used books online tip on a dead crab one i'll throw out there if you nice. want to go the horse racing mystery route this winter but there's so many different ways you can go as far as that goes um tell us a little bit more about uh tell, tell us a little bit more about foxes and, and what we can expect from that well foxes of bel air gallant fox omaha and the quest for the triple crown will be out in early may and i am currently scheduling appearances so if anybody wants me to come and do a signing or talk about the book or anything like that feel free to reach out and contact me and i'd love to be a part of any event that's coming up especially if anything connected to the horses themselves um it'll be available in hardcover and then sir barton my first book will be available in softcover about the same time as well so i'm really excited to have let's both titles cool. yeah let's do something on you know on our youtube channel we could do we'll figure it out but we we could do something we could do some sort of virtual signing event i don't know if the publisher would would do fulfillment for us on that but we'll we'll have that production meeting outside the show but i'd love to help you with some sort of virtual launch event and bring you to our uh bring you to our audience, feature you in the newsletter, et cetera, because I'm, I'm excited to to read it. And, you know, obviously we're big fans of yours around here. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I'm a big fan of yours too. And I'm happy to make this happen in any way, shape or form that it needs to happen. So, and I'm sure that Meredith and everybody at the press are, would be excited to be a part of that too. So we'll, 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 make we'll sure. get it started. We'll get it started. Yeah. We got a little bit of time, but not that much time. It's amazing no, how, it's how quickly it's flying. I, the anxiety level has already started to ratchet up, so <laughs> it's coming. Yeah, I know how. I, I really do know how it is, but I, I, I can't wait to read it. We'll, be, you know, hopefully I can get a, a galley or something when you've got those available, and we'll start the, yeah. uh, we'll start, we'll start the process for for ramping up, and we'll help any way we can. We yeah. really appreciate you coming on here. Anything yeah. that we forgot that we want to get to, or, or should I let you get to your next meeting? I was scrolling through and I couldn't see anything. Uh, I think I covered all the stuff I definitely wanted to touch on, um, but you can find both lists 
at the Foxes of Bel Air website, foxesofbelair.com. And then hopefully within the week, the holiday book guide will be up on um, America's Best Racing. If, if you remember to tag me on social on that, I'll make sure to send it around and maybe we can throw that yeah. in the newsletter as well. Just to yeah, absolutely. Really appreciate all that you put into this. You've helped many a degenerate find a, <laughs> uh, have a happy Christmas and, and we appreciate it immensely. Jennifer Kelly, we'll be talking soon. All right. Thank you, Pete. Happy holidays. That's going to do it for this year's edition of the Degenerates Gift Giving Guide. want to thank Jennifer Kelly and JK for their time today. We'll thank our founding partners, 10 Strike Racing and the Thoroughbred Retirement Foundation. As far as 10 Strike goes, you know, we always love to root for the purple and black, especially when uh, Looms Boldly is out there on the racetrack. And as for the TRF, you've been hearing a bunch about uh, the hay drive on these airwaves, the last few bottles of the In the Money whiskey. How about that? for your gift, uh, gift-giving guide. We didn't do much about whiskey in this show. Uh, we'll, we'll save that for another time. But we, I will say, if you want a very special, very delicious bottle of holiday whiskey, you can get it by donating to the Thoroughbred Retirement Foundation via trfinc.org players. And when these last few bottles are gone, it's gone. Four-year-old rye, Empire rye, meaning it's from New York and meets other specifications. And then we finished it off in some apple brandy barrels. It's excellent stuff. Make sure you check it out. I realize I probably should have had a booze guest on this show. Oh, well, we'll we're already over an hour. We'll do it. Uh, we'll do it the next time for sure. Thanks most of all to all of you out there, the listeners, the viewers, for making these shows so much fun to do. Really, really appreciate you and all your support. And we only exist because of it. This show's been a production of In The Money Media. Our business manager is Breeders' Cup betting champion Drew Coatney. Our chief creative officer is Jonathan Kinchin. I'm Peter Thomas Fornital. May you win all your photos.